Welcome everyone to Campus Pep Talk Global Edition, our mini-series of Pep Talk episodes dedicated to amplifying the voices of global leaders in the field of proton therapy. In the coming episodes, you will hear from leaders from Spain, India, Argentina, and more for an enhanced global understanding of the present ideas and future initiatives in the world of proton therapy. Today we are joined by Professor Roberto Arecchia, Scientific Director of European Institute of Oncology in Milan, to discuss randomized control trials, or RCTs, in proton therapy. Dr. Roberto Arecchia graduated from the University of Turin with degrees in radiotherapy, medical oncology, and diagnostic imaging. From 1994 to 2018, he was Professor of Radiotherapy and is currently Emeritus Professor at University of Milan. He's held roles as head of the Department of Medical Imaging and Radiation Sciences of the European Institute of Oncology in Milan, scientific director at the National Center of Oncological Hadron Therapy, the CNAO, the only center in Italy that uses particle therapy with both protons and carbon ions to treat tumors. And to date, he collaborates as board member of the CNAO. Dr. Arecchia is also steering committee member of the PTCOG, board member of the European Particle Therapy Network, Avestro, board member of the European Network on Light Ion Therapy, fellow of the European Academy of Cancer Science, and was awarded by ESTRO, Regard Medaille, and Lifetime Achievement Awards. He was and is strongly involved in many research projects as investigator or coordinator, funded at national and international levels. His clinical and research activities focus on various fields of radiotherapy and oncology, characterized by a strong interest in innovation. Thank you for joining us, Professor Arecchia. Thank you your, to you for your kind invitation. Absolutely. Yeah, very pleased. So the randomized control trial, or RCT, is considered the gold standard in providing the most reliable evidence of the effectiveness of interventions, essentially because the processes minimize the risk of confounding factors influencing the results. So what are some of the practical limitations that can disrupt the design of an RCT? Today we have uh, still limited data on comparative treatment outcomes and uh, evidence for well-designed randomized trials is needed to demonstrate that the proton have a clinical benefit and should be routinely administered. There are currently uh, some prospective uh, phase 3 randomized trials ongoing in Europe. However, the number of these trials and the patient enrollment is lower than expected. There are many barriers to design, conduct and enroll in a clinical trial. One of the most important is the patient preference. More than 50% of the patient usually report a preference for one or the other treatment. Other important barriers are physician engagement, especially in multi-institutional trials time pressure in routine care, and time-consuming consideration. But uh, the principal obstacle is the cost of the trial that uh, should be covered by the hospital. There is a paucity of funds for randomized clinical trials. This problem should be solved by a public-private partnership, including also the manufacturers, as well as the other subjects financially interested, as, for example, is common for drug makers for the development of uh, new drugs. 
And now you mentioned some obstacles and maybe critics, maybe some of those. So critics of proton radiotherapy have noted the relative lack of prospective data from clinical trials showing a benefit for proton, despite its uh, theoretical advantages. So what is your view on that? The advantage of uh, protons in terms of uh, dose distribution is clear. We need to translate these in clinical benefit. Unfortunately, not all the randomized clinical trials are well designed. Now we are in the era of precision and personalized oncology, and the selection of patients should be based mainly on molecular and biological characteristics of the tumor and of the patient, rather than clinical aspect only. In addition, we have to identify clear endpoints of their outcomes and assure a high quality of all the steps of the trials. Great. And why would you say clinical evidence is necessary in designing RCTs, uh, particularly with protons versus photons? Okay. Since uh, protons uh, are more expensive than uh, conventional radiotherapy, it is fundamental that robust data are generated to justify its uh, use. It is not a competition between proton and photons, but we have to understand which tumor can be better cured by protons. For this reason, the patient uh, survival should be the primary endpoint of any randomized clinical trial. Reduction in toxicity and quality of life are also important, but as secondary endpoints. And are there any alternatives to RCTs to generate prospective clinical data? Um, and if so, could you give us some examples of that? Yes, uh, next to randomized clinical trial, there is a need for alternative evidence-based methodologies. An example, the model-based approach introduced in Netherlands and applied now also in other countries. This model is uh, useful to select patients who likely benefit from proton, but also to define optimization criteria for treatment planning based on uh, dose distribution included in NTCP, normal tissue complication probability. The problem is that the model-based approach assumes that high-quality NTCP models are available, which is not always the case for all the indications. Also, prospective real-life data registries are another novel alternative to randomized trial, both in terms of efficacy, local control and survival, and side effects. Sharing care processes between centers may also improve the quality of the treatment and the implementation of common guidelines. And what are the disease sites you see sufficient clinical evidence to treat PT with today? Due to the lack of clear evidence, indication for uh, proton therapy are not homogeneous in the different countries. There is a clear consensus for recommending uh, protons uh, in some rare tumors like uh, skull-based uh, tumors like chordoma, chondrosarcoma and eye melanoma. Some uh, brain tumors uh, such as uh, craniopharyngioma, low-grade glioma and medulloblastoma are often treated with uh, proton with sufficient evidence. Pediatric patients may benefit from proton for several types of tumor, and there is a general agreement on, the, on this. 
for some uh, subsite of head and neck cancer, like in uh, nasal cavity, paranasal sinuses, uh, nasopharyngeal carcinoma, and uh, advanced on the unresectable head uh, uh, and neck cancer, proton has shown to be cost effective. There is also an increasing number of centers that are now treating uh, esophageal, lung cancer, lymphoma, liver cancer, breast cancer, so most frequent cancer, but there is still a lack of clear evidence and consensus for survival, even if a reduction in toxicity has been already demonstrated in many cases. For prostate cancer, that is uh, one of the most uh, frequently treated cancer in US, uh, there is uh, where unclear data on cost effectiveness. And despite this evidence, uh, today's adoption rate of PT in Europe is less than 2%. So if money were not an issue, what do you think the adoption rate would be for PT? 30%, 50%, maybe more? Yes, the adoption rate is still very low, 1-2%, no more. We have several analyses in the literature, estimation of uh, the potential patient to be treated with protons. In Europe, uh, the rate ranges from 10 of the total number of patients in which radiotherapy is indicated, for example in France, up to 16% in Italy. I believe that is a realistic view. Money by itself cannot be a problem, but we have to work for funding uh, radiation, um, randomized clinical uh, trial. But today the main issue is the current capaci capacity of the operating center that is still limited. Many other centers have to be open in uh, Europe and worldwide, but this will require many years. Ideally, I believe that at least 30% of the total number of patients should be suitable for uh, treating uh, protons. And could you tell us a little bit what your thoughts are on the future of PT, particular in Italy, your home country, or anywhere else? Well, I am uh, quite optimistic about a further strong increase on the investment in uh, protonum. In Italy, based on the current indication approved and reimbursed by our public health system, we independently estimated the need for 7,000 new patients per year, that means a total of uh, 10 to 12 centers in the nation. Currently, we have three. The same should be for other European countries. What will be crucial for the next future is the full integration of proton center in the radiation therapy network in order to avoid any competition, any conflict of interest between the radiation oncology community and the proton community. And of course, we have to increase cooperation and synergies. Thank you so much for joining us, Professor Rekia. It's been wonderful having you and sharing your insights. It was a pleasure. Thank you again to you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. If you're not already doing so, please subscribe and follow Campus Pep Talk on our campus website, campus-iba.com, or on your favorite streaming platform, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, or Facebook Podcasts. See you on our next episode. Mm -hmm.